1: Welcome back to the You Can Mentor podcast. So glad you're with us today. I have Caroline Cash and Zach in the room. How are you guys doing today?
2: Doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know who to go first.
1: (laughs) Cash, you doing well? Yeah,
2: I'm doing great.
1: Okay, well, we are excited about continuing our series titled Relationships Change Lives. Today, we are gonna talk about relational needs again. Uh, And the relational need we are gonna highlight today is a tension. God has designed every person with relational needs. And one thing a mentor does is is really in relationship, you are meeting a child's relational needs, especially a kid from a hard place. I think it's important for mentors to understand how to meet those needs and what God expects of us in meeting them. And so I'm excited to unpack today with you guys the relational need of attention. And so Zach, I'd love if you took it from here, give us some vision of, of what attention is all about.
2: Yeah, for sure, Stephen. Thanks. Whenever you as a mentor show up for your kid, what it says to them is you matter more than work, or you matter more than my hobbies. What it's saying is that you are worth my time, that you have value and that you matter to me, and that I'm willing to give up everything else to spend time with you.
1: Relationally, we all want to be valued yeah. and made important. And I think the 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 value that a, an adult can give a kid just by giving attention I think is, is massive.
2: Yeah, and our kids, specifically kids who come from hard places, some of them don't have any adult who's able to really show them attention on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that plays into um, who they are as a person, that plays into their identity, that plays into how they see themselves, their self-value, their self-confidence. And for us as a mentor to come into their lives and to give them that attention, um, I just believe that the Lord can change so much about a person and their identity whenever a caring adult shows up on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. One phrase that helps really show attention to a child is every time that we hang out with them, we have an opportunity to enter into their world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you personally think back to your childhood, I know for me, I can think of so many caring adults who entered into my world, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it was a teacher or whether it was a person at church, or whether it was a neighbor, or an aunt, or an uncle, or a mom, or a dad, I believe that we are who we are today because of the people who entered into our world. What was important to us was important to them. And by their presence, by them showing up on a consistent basis, that made us feel like we mattered. Mm -hmm. Um, And every person out there wants to know that they matter. I've been around so many kids who
1: They're doing something. It may not be like a very interesting thing, but they're always like, watch me, watch Mm me. It could just be like flipping over an Ottoman or something. Yeah. But there's just this, this need of like, I want someone to watch me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want someone to see what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And like, there's, there's this desire to feel known and watched and to receive feedback. Like someone wants me to say, that was awesome. Right. Even just when you get hurt, like they want a response. It's very natural for you to recognize those, those things. And I think attention is, is just a a very natural need that comes out in children. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I have a son at home who's three. And, um, one of his favorite things currently is to say, Hey daddy, watch me, watch me, watch me. And he I mean, whether it's putting the cup in the sink or putting up his toys or doing a cartwheel. Like yeah. he he just wants me to watch him. Mm-hmm. But it's so much more to him than me just watching him. Yes, What it's saying is it's saying when he asks me, hey, daddy, watch me. What he's really asking is, do I matter? Mm-hmm. Is, does anyone care? Am I important enough for you to put down your phone or to turn off the TV and to watch what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, And whenever I do that, my son gets that need met how it was supposed to be met. And that's Mm -hmm. in a healthy family context. This need for attention will be met in a perfect world. It's met through family. But for those kids who don't necessarily have that, we have an opportunity to meet that need through mentoring. Um, But if they don't have anyone positive and caring in their life, who is meeting Mm -hmm. that attention need in a positive way, they will get it met through things that aren't positive. Right. Um, So, yeah.
0: I think it's important to kind of talk about some of those things. Um, Some of those negative ways that you might see um, could be a child acting out in class or the way that he dresses, he or she dresses or um, wanting to be the tough guy or wanting to be in a position where he has, he or she has power or some sort of something over someone else. Mm -hmm. You could also see this in just tantrums or um, changing how they act around different people. So they, in one setting, could act one way and in another setting could act or perform completely different. And so um, all those things kind of manifest themselves differently. Um, And there are also, you could see them in seemingly positive ways as well, like perfectionism or always being the first one to jump at an opportunity to serve or to answer a question. We'll kind of talk through some of those things a little bit more later. But the biggest thing that we want to focus on is that no matter what, or no matter how these kids are trying To get attention, they're trying to get attention. (laughs) And the attention is more than just the watch me, Zach, like you said. It is wanting just even a glimpse or even a piece of relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when an adult stops what they're doing to respond to negative or positive behavior, a child is grabbing onto a piece of a relationship, no matter what the response could be. And so those are just important things to note as we talk about this.
2: And Cash, like all of this goes back to, the very beginning, right? It it is not good for a man to be alone. Yeah. And so for some of our kids, they are isolated and they are alone and they're going to do whatever they have to do to get you to notice them, Mm -hmm. um, whether it is positive or whether it is not positive. And so relationships change lives and we were made for relationships. And for a kid who doesn't have relationships, he's going to do whatever he has to do to get one, which Mm -hmm. is why You see kids join gangs, which is why you see kids put so much into uh, relationships with the opposite sex. Like they just want someone. Yeah. They just want someone to care about them. A kid who's, you know, 8, 10, 12, they don't know how to get those needs met in a way that is healthy. So they're just going to do the best job that Mm -hmm. they can. Um, And most of the time it's through ways that this world says, hey, this is how you get your attention met. Mm -hmm. especially today like in the world of social media there are so many things that our kids watch on a consistent basis that are subconsciously telling them this is how you get noticed Mm -hmm. Um, and for some kids they don't have a caring positive adult saying hey that's actually not going to lead to success but this is how you build relationships in a positive way
1: yeah i think your point cash on anyone who's seeking attention is seeking relationship Mm -hmm. and that's not something to correct. Like there is, there's a kid in our program. I'm leaving and he is, he's screaming my name, screaming my name, Steven, Steven, Steven. Like, and I'm, I'm probably 50 yards away and he's wanting everyone to hear him scream my name. I turn around, I acknowledge him and he just says, bye. And he just wanted my attention just to tell me by mm-hmm. and for me to acknowledge him. Yeah. And I think something that I see a lot in our boys in some situations, that they're very loud. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to just correct their loudness and just be like, hey, do you know, like, you don't have to be this loud. But that tendency to correct the loudness, is that actually what I should be going after should I actually just be going after the relationship that the
2: attention that they're seeking? Yeah. Well, there's always a need behind the deed. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, the deed might be screaming and shouting, mm-hmm. but what's the need behind that? Yeah. And we as adults need to be able to look past the action and say, oh, he's screaming, he's acting crazy, he's doing da da da. But really, the need is attention. So, right. I'm going to go meet that in a positive way. And also, Stephen, like, yeah, there are kids who act out. Right. Mm -hmm. They're loud and they're rambunctious and they're quote unquote bad kids. Right. But then there's the other kid who Mm -hmm. he has said to himself, I need attention, but no one's going to meet it anyway. So I'm just going to shut down. Yeah. Wow. And those kids for me are so much more difficult because you've got this one kid who's saying, I have to have attention. Someone pay attention to me. And for that kid, you just have to go and give him attention. But for this kid, not only do you have to give him attention, but you have to rewire his mind that, hey, man, not only am I going to give you attention, but you are worth the attention. Yeah. yeah and you can believe that you are worth someone pursuing mm-hmm. or that you're worth someone pursuing you. And like that is so much more difficult for me because how sad is it that a kid who is in third grade already has in his mind... It isn't even worth me speaking up because no one's going to come. And we as mentors have an opportunity to enter into their world and say, hey, that thought actually isn't true. And I'm Mm -hmm. here and I care about you and I'm going to prove to you that that lie isn't true.
0: Yeah. I think just kind of to round up this point, I think it's important to be aware of the things that are consistent that your child, your mentee is doing um, cause we talked about a lot of negative things and a lot of negative ways that a kid may seek attention, but there are also things we mentioned them, just the positive ways, which can look initially really good Yeah, where they can look like, Oh, this kid has it all together and they want to answer every question that I ask. They want to hang out. They're respectful. Like there are no issues here. And in some ways, um, that child is, Is seeking attention. So just as mentors, I think is important. We say this, I feel like we say this almost every episode, but just to be aware of how your kids are acting and like to really seek the Lord in discernment and how to address things like attention and how that child specifically needs it. Because every child will act differently and seek it
2: very differently. All of this comes back to their identity, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It is how they see themselves. And when people show up on a consistent basis and give them attention and meet their needs, Mm -hmm. they see themselves as valuable and as important. But on the contrary, if no one is ever showing up for them, if no one meets their needs, and then their identity is, oh, well, I must not be lovable. I must not be Mm -hmm. worthy. I must not have value. And that identity piece, how kids see themselves, Mm -hmm. man, that is so vital. That is of the utmost of, of importance because that's where they form their thoughts and that's mm-hmm. where all of their actions and decisions stem from.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that that really helps a child develop a sense of self, like a healthy sense of self is when we give them a sounding board mm-hmm. for their actions and the things that they do. And so just as a child says, watch me, if you just watch, and don't actually give them feedback about what they did. Like if ZJ did a cartwheel and you just looked him, look, looked at him, but did not say, that was awesome, like, or actually respond, how would that be communicated to him? Like how would he experience that? And so I think in anything that your mentee does, or just in general, when someone's seeking attention from you, I think it's important to give feedback and to give encouragement
2: and to say, thank you. Well, I mean, a kid is going to continue to do what he's praised for. Mm -hmm. And a kid is not going to continue to, to do the things that don't give him attention. So if you want a child to continue doing certain actions, then the the best way to make sure that that action does continue is to give him encouragement and to give him positive feedback. Um, But guys like, just to be really practical here, like it is so important for us to actually look the kids that we're mentoring in the eyes and say, Hey, thank you for fill in the blank. Um, and just saying such powerful statements like, Hey, I love being with you and thank you for allowing me to hang out with you. And being with you is the highlight of my day. Like those are things that it might seem kind of weird and it might seem kind of awkward just because you were being so straightforward, but, those are things that our kids need to hear mm-hmm. um, because for some of our kids, they might not be hearing that anywhere else.
1: Right. Yeah. I think giving, giving kids feedback is huge because we're not able to give feedback unless we've given them our attention. Right, And so I think it, it communicates that we're watching mm-hmm. if we're actually telling them, giving them feedback about it. Something that I, I feel like we should plug as a resource for our mentors is a book by orange called it's personal. It's a great resource that, uh, is geared towards children's ministry but particularly something it it talks about so clearly are just in this conversation of giving kids attention that really if we are to give a kid attention like we as a mentor might be the only chance this kid gets to not reinforce this feeling or understanding of himself that he's ignored that he's invisible that no one sees him mm-hmm. that that no one cares And so I I really want to encourage our mentors to check that book out. If you're interested in growing in what it looks like to be personal and to give feedback and to give your attention, it's personal from orange. So Zach, can, can you unpack a little more why attention is so important for kids from hard places, even from your own experience?
2: I can just vividly remember in junior high school, just having this overwhelming desire for people to give me attention Mm -hmm. as a kid i couldn't articulate that like i couldn't put that need into words but i just cared so much maybe the most important thing in my life was for people to take notice of me and i had um i had a couple coaches at the junior high school that i went to who just did an absolutely amazing job of making kids feel like they mattered making kids feel important. And every time that I saw them, they would always go out of their way to say hi to you. They would always, you know, they they gave every kid a nickname. And like, that just made you feel so yeah. important. And they they were just fantastic coaches. And I can remember that I would s- skip class and I would go on a mission to try to find those coaches. I couldn't tell you why I was doing what I was doing, but it it was almost like, In my subconscious, I had this massive desire for attention. And I was like, me getting that need met is so much more important than math class right now. And I would just go and I would find them and I would just sit with them. And, like, you know, these coaches weren't dumb. Like, they knew that I was skipping class. But I think that they also knew that here was a kid who had just gone through a ton Mm -hmm. and that he needed positive people in his life specifically male adults more Mm -hmm. than he uh, more than math class (laughs) and so I think that's one way Um, a second way my sophomore year I was on junior varsity uh, junior varsity basketball and I had this one coach and he was awesome he was like 26 he was married and you know junior varsity basketball like isn't really important to schools (laughs) and so like like we didn't have anyone show up to our games or anything like that. But it was just us and him for like five straight months. In one morning, we had a basketball tournament and it was about a 30 minute drive. I remember we couldn't find a bus to take us. So we just had to like hop in cars, which now would never fly. But, uh, <laughs> but I can remember Coach Gerhardt saying to me, hey, Zach, why don't you come ride with me? I know that that seems so small, but for 30 minutes, I had his undivided attention and he just asked me questions about my life. It wasn't anything serious, but what it was, was it was 30 minutes of undivided attention for a kid who hadn't received that in years. And that was huge. I mean, here I am talking about that, you know, 25 years later, (laughs) like that, that meant the world to me because it, it was a kid who was in dire need of attention actually getting that need met and then me personally as a coach so my background is I was a junior high coach I could tell within the first week of school the kids who came from a hard place because they would just follow me around seeking attention they they would do whatever they had to do to get to be seen by coach Garza whether that's be the first one to volunteer to help me or stay after practice or fill up the water bottles like they They just wanted to be around me because they weren't receiving positive attention from a male anywhere else. Just that, that was me getting those needs met in a positive way. However, there were also times in my life whenever I got those met in a negative way. And really like I could sum up my teenage years with this statement, I would do whatever I had to do to get noticed. And whether that's through being the crazy guy at a party or you know, doing whatever my friends wanted me to do or getting into fights um, or acting out in in school. Like whatever got this need for attention met from my peers, I do. Mm-hmm. That could have gotten me in just a ton of trouble. Fortunately, it didn't, but I can just look back through my life and see this this need for attention and how the Lord met it through positive people mm-hmm. and also how I took took matters into my own hands and got it met through ways that weren't positive. Yeah.
1: I really love
2: the example your
1: coaches gave you of what it looks like to be a man who recognizes the need of attention. And I think I see, I see the fruit of that in your own life, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's something within within us that's made to meet the need of attention.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it's almost like whenever the Lord opens up your eyes to this, Mm -hmm. like man, kids from hard places, most of them really need a lot of positive attention. In fact, you can never give them enough. Yeah. Um, Like you can't help but see it in so many different areas. Those four coaches that I talked about, I mean, they're the reason why I became a coach like they had such a tremendous impact on me and it wasn't like they did anything crazy. They just showed up (laughs) and their presence alone was enough to satisfy this desire that I had and like I can honestly say that like I am who I am today because those coaches showed up for me Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like they said anything profound in fact. I can sit here today and say, I cannot tell you one thing that my coaches told me, (laughs) but I can remember and I can see in my head um, times whenever we were just together. Like I can tell you right now what the inside of his Chevy truck looked like. Like I can tell you what that eighth grade coach's office looked like at Apollo junior high school. I can tell you where certain coaches would sit. That's how much that meant to me Yeah. and it is just amazing what the lord can do whenever someone shows up that's why our number one job of a mentor <laughs> is just to show up
1: yeah yeah it's a ministry of presence mm-hmm. yeah and your presence is meeting intangible needs like your coaches probably didn't ask you hey zach what what are your needs
2: yeah or or <laughs> right. hey zach um You seem like you're going through a really hard time. Let's talk about that. (laughs) No, (laughs) trust me. They did not say that, Um, but that's okay. They just showed up and the Lord met that need anyways, Mm -hmm. which should be so encouraging to us as mentors because we don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to have all the tools. We don't even have to be, you know, quote unquote, awesome with kids. Mm -hmm. But if you can just show up, the Lord can, can use that in mighty ways and change a person's life.
1: I think even just with what you just said, something I hear a lot of feedback from mentors are like, what are the questions I should be asking? How do I get And it? And it's like we view questions as this. Eventually, if I ask the, the best question or the right question that I'm going to get to that underlying need. Yeah. But what you're saying is it's not about having the best question.
2: No, because even if they were to ask me the best question, I was still 13. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I had no idea how to articulate what was going on inside my heart yeah in fact I couldn't even do that until I was about 26 because I just wasn't there yet like Mm -hmm. I couldn't introspectively be like man I grew up in a traumatic home and there was abuse and I felt abandoned and all of this stuff must be leading no like (laughs) I was 13 the only thing that I cared about was ESPN and playing basketball and if those coaches hadn't been there then I very easily would have gotten those needs met somewhere else. But it's almost like us as mentors, we have an opportunity just by showing up to keep the kids that we're pouring into on the right path.
0: So you have talked about how you sought attention from coaches and they met that. And then there was also a time in your life where you saw attention yeah. in other ways. Uh-huh. And so what was, if you can go back and just the feeling that you felt after you received attention in both the positive and the negative negative. Mm-hmm. Was there a difference in, like, almost, like, the satisfaction of receiving that attention? Like, was there a difference in the way that you felt after someone acknowledged you after, you know, being the class clown versus getting attention from a coach? Like, what was kind of the difference emotionally there? Obviously, there are long-term yeah. transformation, you know. but
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the feeling was any different. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do know is this is that life was significantly easier. Yeah. <laughs> because... Whenever you get those needs met in a negative way, well, typically consequences come with that. Mm -hmm. And as I'm sitting here processing this, I wasn't partying and I wasn't going crazy to the degree that I did whenever I wasn't in sports. I wasn't involved in those super negative behaviors whenever I was under the um, covering of all of my coaches. Yeah. I quit basketball my beginning of my junior year because I got into a fight with my coach and because this is the honest truth, there was a party that I wanted to go to on a Friday night, and I had a Friday night basketball game. And I made the decision to quit playing sports so that I could go to this party. Mm-hmm. But actually what I was saying was, I know for sure that I'm going to get these needs met yeah. at this party, and I care more about that than I do playing basketball. Yeah. And so my life got a lot worse And I started doing things that weren't godly to a greater degree whenever I didn't have those positive people in my life giving me Mm -hmm. attention. If you want to go full circle, I didn't get back on this path of life until a mentor came into my life my senior year of college. I can look back at my life and see these times whenever I was submitted underneath a covering where I was getting these needs met in a positive way. And that's when my life was headed down a good path, but when I wasn't underneath these people, that's whenever I was going down a dark path.
1: A mentor creates a contrast between that positive, healthy attention versus mm-hmm. I'm just going to get my needs met and I'm going to do whatever it takes. Right. And I, I think that is telling that when you don't have the contrast, you can go in 20 different directions seeking attention and yeah. it's not going to end well. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And my coaches, And the guy who mentored me in college, they would not say that they mentored me. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying today is that whether they know it or not, they did just by showing up. And that sounds to me a whole lot like Jesus.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesus, always bring it back to him. All he did throughout his entire ministry was just show up and love people and meet them where they were. Um, And you see that all throughout the New Testament and just the people that he hung out with were not the popular, were not the ones that had it all together, were not the perfect people. They were the outcasts. They were the sick. They were the lost. They were the ones that no one else wanted to be around. Um, And I think, I mean, you just, you could end it there where Jesus just loved people. And um, I think one of the greatest examples of this and it's, is Zacchaeus. Mm. And if you don't know the story of Zacchaeus.
2: He was a wee, a wee little man. A wee little man was, was he? he. I didn't grow up in the church. So oh, I'm, I'm man. No oh, my gosh. On that sycamore tree, bro. <laughs> the Lord
0: he wanted to see. That's right. Bring him wow. Back, it's great. You can go to um, Luke 19 and read the story of Zacchaeus. But um, he was not what people would say was a good guy. He was dishonest. And Jesus stopped and pointed him out in the crowd, which you see Jesus do a lot. And I think like even the story with the bleeding woman, Jesus turns around and calls her out specifically. I love that that is what Jesus does is that he looks at Zacchaeus and he says, I'm coming to your house. Mm. I'm coming to spend time with you without any expectation of anything from him. He didn't expect him to have a huge feast. He didn't expect him to have his life together. He knew that he was not. Um, like the perfect Christian or the perfect follower of Jesus. Like he knew those things. And yet Jesus called him out and said, I choose you. I'm going to choose to spend time with you. Um, and so as mentors, we can look to the example of Jesus in everything, but especially in the idea of attention of just the, um, the value that comes from simply showing up and just loving them, loving your mentee as they are yep. um, and not trying to, to expect too, too much or more than what they can offer because Jesus just simply loved them in their current state.
2: My favorite part of the story is you see in Luke 19, 5, Jesus says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. Mm -hmm. In six, he went to his house. In seven, people talked bad about him. And then all of a sudden in eight, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. If I've cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount, which shows me that like the only thing Jesus did was make his presence known, that mm-hmm. it doesn't say Jesus sat Zacchaeus down and gave him a lecture. It doesn't say that he gave him a speech. It doesn't say he gave him the, hey, here's the five things that we need to do in order to right. be a good Christian. No, Jesus just showed up, and his presence alone caused Zacchaeus to change his ways, and I... I think that there's so much power there that we don't have to come with all of these tools, but that we just have to come and show up. Mm -hmm. And then our presence alone in the Holy spirit in us will eventually set the table for this person's, for this kid's life to be transformed. Mm
1: -hmm. When Jesus looks at Zacchaeus, he sees a man who's sought attention in a wrong way Mm -hmm. because being the chief tax collector, he has decided to align himself with the Romans and to seek their favor and their attention. And I think that that's a really powerful thing that Jesus does not reject him for that, but actually accepts him and wants to restore him, not ignore him. And I think that that's, that's really powerful. When it comes to kids from hard places, the way that they are seeking attention, will we ignore them or restore them? And I think that that's powerful response that we see in the life of Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's really good, Stephen. Stephen, will you kind of just uh, help us walk away with just a couple practical things as we kind of end this episode?
1: Yeah, I mean i I just love the simplicity of attention mm-hmm. that we can make mentoring so complicated, but really to, to meet these needs of attention requires presence, mm-hmm. just a ministry of presence. Yeah. And so very practically, focus on making eye contact, smiling, kneel down, enter into their world, be a good listener, remember the things they share. If you remember them, they'll know that you're paying attention. Celebrate their achievements. Show interest in their interests and activities, the things that they're doing. Ask open-ended questions, but don't depend on questions to get you to their needs. Just show up. Mm -hmm. Be with them.
2: And even if the kid doesn't respond the way that you want them to, that doesn't mean that your time together is a failure. So don't get discouraged, but stay encouraged, knowing that you showing up, is doing so much more than we think. Amen.
1: Give them 30 minutes of your full attention rather than an hour of half of your attention. I think that's huge. Yeah. The moral of the story, when it comes to meeting the need of attention in the in the life of a kid from a hard place, show up, enter into their world, and show them that what's important to them is important to you because they are important to you. Thanks for listening to the You Can Mentor podcast. If you have found this episode to be helpful, please share it on the social medias. We have a few more episodes left in the Relationships Change Lives series. So please come back next week. We're gonna talk about affirmation.
2: Leave us a review. And also if you're a part of a mentoring organization, please share this with your mentors. That's our heart behind this is to equip and encourage all mentors to mentor better in the name of Jesus
1: amen and if there's nothing you picked up from this episode just let it be this you can mentor